0: This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. To me about this person that she interviewed it really like sparked the you know ding we need to do a podcast on this because yeah. I feel like the couple minutes that we have on TV is just not enough to go into postpartum and not only postpartum when I say postpartum there are um, there are women who have an extreme postpartum going into depression mm-hmm. mood changes they feel like they've totally lost themselves and then there's and I have talked. I don't feel like I went into postpartum depression, but there was definitely such a hormone switch or or life switch. I don't know what it was, but I do. I definitely went through a time after a baby where you know, uh, two weeks before she was born, I was able to go to the grocery store by myself and now two weeks after she's born, I'm timing it around feedings Mm -hmm. and will she cry? And all of a sudden, my life was no longer And I think anybody who goes through that switch, it is such just a – I don't think there's anything bigger in life that changes your life within one instant than having a
1: baby. And it's not everything that we're told, (laughs) or at least we envision it to be. Right. It's one of the most wonderful things that you'll ever do. Yeah. But it's also really hard. It is. I feel like growing up, you
0: know, you play with baby dolls and – Mom handles everything, and you d- – our moms, I yeah. mean, they handled things so beautifully, you didn't really realize the struggle that they were going through. And then you go through it, and you're going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy. Wait goodness. a second. This is what having a baby is? And, and, you know, you you just have that stress, that um, tired exhaustion at all times. Beyond especially exhaustion. Especially in the newborn phase, and you feel like you're treading water or drowning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you got to keep swimming is the truth. Exactly. And, and we're to – women that are accustomed to early schedules and it's still (laughs) tough. Well, I had the um, opportunity to talk to Raquel Kelly. So I think you're going to play that interview for us. We
0: will in a little bit, but set up like, how did you find her? What is she doing?
1: May is mental health awareness month and I believe it was May 4th. It was maternal Mm -hmm. mental health day. So we did the interview together and Raquel was really interesting. She's so transparent. She is was in a very similar business. She had worked for Entertainment Tonight. She was more behind the scenes, but had this booming career and then was pregnant with her second and really after that second baby had a horrific postpartum mm. experience, the extreme. Yeah. And, and it's something that, just like so much of mental health, it's like this huge canopy of all these different things, I think with women we're afraid because we should be – with Barbie dolls and just, you know, feeding our baby in a perfectly pair of, uh, you know, jeans with no spit up that <laughs> yeah. are a size two after leaving the hospital. And none of that is, is the reality. And so this really hit her. And she struggled with it. She struggled with her identity. She felt like she lost her identity. She struggled with, do I work? Do I stay at home? I think that's a real uh, thing that so many of you struggle with. And I don't think there's a right or wrong. It comes to personal decisions. Mm-hmm. Some do both. Some pick one or the other. There's no wrong or right there. But she had all these struggles. And she said that she was not, and I think I could say this because she said it to me, she wasn't connecting with her child. And she felt like, I, I am not connected to this baby at all. Mm-hmm. And she felt really bad about those feelings. And she was reading The Night Before Christmas to mm-hmm. her baby. Mm-hmm. When I'll never forget this part, and I feel like I could say this on a podcast. Yeah. We didn't say this on TV. So she's, you know, the night before Christmas, and and the baby doesn't understand the words, obviously, and it's a pop-up book, and she's pulling out, you know, and da-da-da-da-da. And so she starts talking and making up her own story. Uh And she said Mommy Wants New Boobs was one of the things she said, you know, Uh instead of Santa Claus bringing whatever present. And then she kind of had this moment, the light bulb moment, and wrote the book that you and I both have in front of us Mm -hmm. called Where Do I Go?, And it's an adult pop-up book that is extremely transparent, funny, all of the above. But she wrote it in one night. And (laughs) it was Christmas Eve that she wrote this book. And I think it was a life-changing moment for her. And since then, she went on to get help. She got therapy, which so many of us need. And I feel like we're still – I mean, I still have a therapist after years ago talking about my own anxiety it's not a switch that you flip that is just better. You have yeah. Just like you go for mammograms every year and you do self-breast exams, y- you don't just stop because right. they're okay one year. Yeah. You continue to do those things to make yourself better. And so it's the best work you'll ever do. And she said that it saved her, and I, and I really, on many levels, understand the parallel of that just because of my own anxiety. And so she's, she's great. Ironically, when I did the interview, she's pregnant with baby three. Wow. And now she's okay, and she had to just kind of come out of that shell of I'm not going to be this mom leaving the hospital in jeans that are skinnier than when I came into the hospital. (laughs) My body's different. You know, it's okay not to connect. There's a lot of moms that don't at first, Mm -hmm. and these are all things that we all experience differently.
0: I loved your conversation with her. a few things there that you did get a chance to sit down and talk to her about,
2: so I want to play for everybody just a portion of that interview with Tom. So the book is called Where'd I Go? And it's a lift the flat book, not for babies, it's for moms, which um, it is. um what inspired the book was You know, I had a big career in in TV. I was a TV producer at E! Entertainment for 11 years and then had two girls under two and my life was flipped completely upside down, right? Mm -hmm. You think you know, oh, I can handle children and then I have them. And I mean, everything I had known I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't think this is going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep at the office. Like, right. I, can't... I can't have baby shark rolling yeah, at like, E. <laughs> yeah, at E, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. um, so after my second, I suffered postpartum depression really bad. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm not thinking about my career. I'm not thinking about really myself. I'm thinking I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need family. Get yeah. me out of here. So, yeah. we moved back to Ohio, which is where we're from. And um, I knew it was the right move for me. I knew it was the right move for my girls to be closer to grandparents and family. But you know, I kind of lost myself along the way. Mm-hmm. My dreams, my goals, and what I wanted. And so. Uh, Where'd I Go is about the identity crisis that I went through after having the girls. And so uh, writing it is what helped me get through postpartum depression. And it also reminded me of who I was, what made me happy. And so I I hope it helps other moms, you know, look at themselves and do the same.
1: I was going to say, you're going to help so many people. And isn't it amazing how talking about your own journey is so healing? Yeah. And there is still a stigma. Do you, would you agree with that? There is such a stigma with all this.
2: Totally, totally. And I feel like the Lift the Flat pop-up book Mm -hmm. makes it approachable. It's lighthearted and it's funny too, you know, it's funny, but it also brings up topics of, you know, the exhaustion, what our bodies go through, losing ourselves. But, um, you know, I hope that it allows women to be Open and honest with how they're feeling, and it, it'll be a conversation starter to, to ha- you know, talk about these yes. hard topics.
1: And, and the thing is, is you know, in, you're very savvy in the business. I'll just say so, and on social media, so it's 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 kind of like a, a double-edged sword because yeah. it's it's a great tool to get information out about things like mental health, yes. as you're doing. Yeah, but at the same time. A mom is looking at social media at another mom who's walking out in Mm -hmm. jeans that she wore in high school after having a baby. (laughs) And that just doesn't happen in the real world. And it's hard to sometimes get that point across. And and I think there's so many parallels with all kinds of mental health as far as that is concerned. Would you agree?
2: Oh, totally. I always say kids are the great equalizer. you know because I've had friends who are very well off right but it's like kids they home they serve you a humble pie right Mm -hmm. so no matter what your circumstances I found we're all in the thick of it we're all in it together and everyone's just doing the best that they can Um, I know for me uh, the point where I knew I need help, and I think I want to stress it's okay yes. to say I need help. And when you see these happy moms on Instagrams with these, you know, oh, the, the magical moment I met my baby. Like I didn't have no magical moment. I was <laughs> right. I was, I was in tears. <laughs> I was like right. so glad it's over. Right, but right. like it was. I didn't have that magical connection, and that's okay. Right. It's okay. Right. Um, but after my second, I can remember having a conversation with my husband where. You know, I was honest. and was like, I don't think you know how bad this is. Like, I don't want to wake up in the morning. I don't want to wake up. I don't want to be here. When I see her three-month-old face smile, I feel nothing. I feel mm-hmm. no joy. So, you know, we I went to see a doctor, and mm-hmm. um, Dr. G, who I still talk to today. I love mm-hmm. Dr. G. I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I go to a therapist to this day. Right?
2: I love Patty. Love Dr. G. <laughs> I get it. So, Dr. G helped me through it um, and as well as meditation really, really helped me. So um, bringing up topics in the book was important, but it was also important for me to give readers resources and tools if they were going through this. So a portion of the proceeds go to Mental Health America. We're partnering with them. So if readers scan the QR code on the last page, They'll go to a landing page. They can take the postpartum screening from Mental Health America. It'll route them to resources that will help them. Um, and then they also get a three-month free subscription to the Mindful Mamas That's app, yeah. so.
1: Well, and, and and that is, and obviously we'll be showing all this through this piece. Yeah. Um, I love how you brought up that you're still seeing Dr. G. Dr. Because, you know it's again, for anyone that, that suffers from, in mental health is so many things, yes. right? bipolar, postpartum, postpartum. It's, 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 it's so many things. Anxiety, in my case, it's, it's a lot. We all have triggers. It's, you can't, I, I don't really believe that you flip a switch. What I often say, at least in my own experience, I don't know if you can relate, is that its it's kind of like a work in progress, mm-hmm. and you constantly have to work at it.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's the
1: best work you can do for yourself.
2: It really is. And, you know, yes, I had young kids. Now they're getting older, I'm expecting... One more. Um, yeah. And how are you doing? I, I'm good. Okay. I feel like I, I, I'm so sick at the beginning, like until week 16, you know, yeah. I'm that pretty miserable. Part. Right now I'm just dealing with restless leg syndrome, which it's, yeah. it pales in comparison to the nausea. So I'll take it. Right. So I'm halfway there and, and doing good. And but I will say this time around, I know how to handle myself in postpartum. Right, I'm not gonna wait till things get bad to call Doctor G. It's like having Doctor G on speed dial setting those appointments up preemptively. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to her throughout it rather than waiting till the storm. Yes, so that's what will yes. do
1: differently. And you can get through the storms is you I can. think the message. Yes. You know, and you said it's okay you you basically said in a sense you didn't have that connection, but what I think of mental health wise is it's okay to not be okay. It's okay. It it's really okay. is. And I think we're in a world where we are constantly hit with you have to be rainbows and unicorns and more than okay. And I, I so can relate um, on different levels with my own mental health because you can be a happy person. I'm, I'm really positive, but I have days that aren't okay. Right. So just because I have a day that I'm not smiling from ear to ear doesn't mean I'm not a, you know what I mean? Right,
2: totally. So yeah. wouldn't,
1: uh, how, how what would you say to someone, I mean, because there's going to be a lot of moms watching this, a yeah. lot of moms that maybe are pregnant like yourself or maybe just had a baby or have toddlers or what would you say as far as getting through? And I, I just want to emphasize too the resources because I think that there is um, not a it's it's almost like, and there's a bit of embarrassment about yeah. reaching out for something like that, and again, so opposite, right. right? Right? Well, I would say too. You know, you need help, but where do I go? Where do I even begin?
2: Mm-hmm. And when you're in the thick of it with kids, you are. You know, do you have the time? Mm-hmm. No. And it's expensive and money, so that's why I would say I wanted to partner with Mental Health America because they do the legwork for you. They can route you to the right people to talk to. Um, and if talking to someone in person is not your thing, there's a lot of apps now yeah. that offer, you know, telehealth. Um, sure. That might be an easier route for moms. Um yeah.
1: And I feel like during the pandemic, we've really realized how much yes. of that we can yes. do now.
2: Yes. You know? So I would definitely say, confide in your friends, right? I feel like especially your fellow mothers, they're feeling it too, mm-hmm. right? So don't be afraid to open up and you know, maybe they have a resource that they've already used, um, but just confide in each other and lean on each other. But most importantly, lean on the professionals. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah so this is your first book yes. and are you are you looking forward to more in the future
2: i am so the next the next book that mm-hmm. you know you finish one and then they're already like where's the next one well sure this um, is fantastic. it will be completely about mental health and it'll be about the analogy that dr g gave me um, to help with uh, my family um, about how we all have different uh, glasses that we wear and we see the world through different lenses and so um, That'll be the next book is really diving into how do we talk about it? How do we talk about it to our children? I want to be able to openly talk about it with my girls So yes, that'll be the next topic
1: diving a little deeper. Than yes. I love way. that. I yeah. love that
0: vitamins, and we do that, but what are we doing to maintain the mental Well, as,
1: as women, like, because let's just be honest, this is pretty much a woman conversation right mm-hmm. now. I mean, we go to our OB, and we have our pap test every year, and we yeah. do w- all these things, and, and the brain is one of, to me, the most essential organ in your body. Yeah. It controls everything, because if you don't have a good mental health frame, mm-hmm. it impacts your health. Yeah. And that's the irony. Yeah. And so... Her and I did talk about that, and, I, and it's t- to this day, it's amazing to me that, that that is not taken under consideration. I hope that it becomes more so. But yes, yes. I knew you would love her. Yeah. She's so transparent. <laughs> you would never know, and that's the other thing, is you never know what someone's going through. You look at this woman, and you would never, oh gosh, ever, no. in your wildest dreams, think she had you know that kind of a situation. So I think that you'll love the journey, and what's ironic is the pop-up book is, like I said, it's really transparent. It's funny. It's... There had never been an adult pop-up book mm-hmm. to this capacity. Oh, wow. And she was shunned by publishers, and it, she got a lot of no, This and, and, and now they want another book. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's
0: doing really good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> as she mentioned. So yeah. What, did she give you any insight? She she just said that she is definitely going to continue her journey, and so I, I, I believe that it will probably continue with mental health as a woman. Mm-hmm. Now that she is through the first phase and kind of over that hurdle, I would imagine that she's going to get into maintaining mm-hmm. because it is so important. And, and, and you don't always have perfect days even once you've come to the realization that you need help. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I want to read just a couple
0: of the pages from the book, too, just because uh, for anybody listening and you're mm-hmm. going, I can't, what, a pop-up book? and <laughs> It's great. How does this work? And it's so tongue-in-cheek, and I feel like this is oh Feel like this is one of those pop-up books that you put in um, if you go to a baby shower. Yes, y- you put it's it a in mandatory. there because it's funny. But then, what if it strikes a chord with somebody and they go, "Oh my gosh, I'm feeling that way," and it's mm-hmm. totally fine. This is, wait, this is normal. And so I flipped open to the page where it says, "Peekaboo, baby, what do you see? I can see you, but is that really me?" And it's a woman in the mirror with the uh, the post baby mm-hmm. belly over the underwear. <laughs> I, you pop, you flip it up, and it says "Bye bye, favorite blue jeans." Hello, baby blues. Am I losing myself as I get to know you? Yeah. And I
1: just got goosebumps. I know. Mm-hmm. I, and
0: so it's you know I like the part about bye bye yeah. favorite jeans because I keep all those jeans in my drawer because I'm like I'm getting back into those right day, I was in eighth
1: grade and wore those,
0: but they're gonna fit. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time. You know, I, like I said at the beginning of this, I didn't go through extreme postpartum depression. No, I, other didn't I-, I didn't def either. Defined. And, uh, but I still, you know, when it says, I'm getting to know you, but I'm losing me, and it's like y- it is a totally different version of me. And I think we joke about it all the time, like, oh, me back in my club days when I was able to, right. you know, party all night, but now I'm in my sweats on a Friday night watching Dateline right. drinking wine. Know, we joke about it but um, it is we do become a new version we of ourselves it's true and we evolve mm. um, we lose a certain aspect of ourselves but we need to be able to keep the important I'm aspects. so glad
1: that you said that because here's what I think too is that we're all under this idealistic world of social media and the things that we see women having models mm. literally posing nine months pregnant looking like we do when we eat too much right and the thing is is you you're allowed to keep yourself and i think that there's this stigma attached to us as women mm-hmm. where or i don't know where it came from that we are just supposed to be moms now and and we're lost but right. that's not the, it's really far from the truth yeah i think that we need to keep our identity and i completely agree with you yes yeah. we are evolved and we're going to continue to evolve but as better yeah not losing yourself and worse right.
0: Wait, I, you know, it just hit me, and right? I want to admit something here, because um, the, when you were just talking, I remember after having my first, Scarlett, so this is she's eight, she'll be nine a little later in the summer, I remember coming back to work and thinking, okay, well, now I have to go back to exactly who I was. I don't want them to see me as a mom. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them to look at me and go, oh, well, she's a mom, and she's going to be right. not serious about not work. You know, just I, I didn't want the stereotype of mom. And so, I, like, I remember not really bringing up the fact that I was a mom during stories or, you know, I kind of, like, wanted I never wanted them to see me sweat. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, I like, do. Like, I'm talking about management and coworkers, which was so silly because I don't think anybody, <laughs> everybody knew I had a baby and nobody yes. would look at me differently. But it was that own internal switch of I don't want to be seen as, as a mom, I still want to be seen as this somebody vibrant, serious career woman right. who, um, you know, is here every day, all day, working hard and whatever. And and then it took a year or two, and maybe it took the second baby. I don't know. But I, then I yeah. got over it, and here I am doing a podcast and covering parenting stories. Yeah, yeah because I think it is
1: important. Because you have evolved. I mean, I I, I mm-hmm. have a moment that flashes in my brain, and it might be a little TMI, but. We, I was at the grocery store, and it was after I had Jessica, and I, I breastfed both my kids f- through their first year. They were um, they were both born early, and mm-hmm. so it was really important to me. And I happened to be really lucky where breastfeeding came very easy to me. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of moms struggle with that. My sister struggles with it, and she wouldn't care that I say this. She doesn't like it, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. So that's a personal decision. Anyway, I'm in the grocery store line, and I'm in three sweatshirts sweating, afraid that I'm going to leak. Yeah. So I'm just, oh, my gosh, what if someone sees that? And, again, I'm thinking, why so afraid, like right. okay, like there has to be other mothers in this store, and if that did happen, if a baby cries yeah. or something, <laughs> right. it's okay. Yeah, you know, but I, it's getting over those humps and hurdles, and realizing that that it really is okay. I have yeah. I have a page that I'm gonna yeah, read. Yeah, read, read, okay, read one of your pages. Okay, so again. Uh, so the the page basically has the toilet up, and the toddler at this point is uh, in there pointing at the toilet. And it says, there you go, sanity, swept down the drain. Nothing's tested me more than this kid that I train. You open up the little flap, and it's the one that I think every one of us can relate to, of trying to get our kids dressed. Yes. <laughs> a day with no meltdown? Nope, not a chance. My hardest workout now is getting on these pants. <laughs> and so how many of you have chased around naked baby? I'm still doing it. I, I'm st- <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, my kids yeah. should should be dressed, but yeah. you know, to a degree. Right. I mean, I've got socks and stuff everywhere. Oh so, gosh, yeah. yeah, we we all deal with it, and mm-hmm. it's it's so true. Yeah. It's so
0: true. And those moments are so frazzling. And so I think when <laughs> when you are trying to. Like, run around after a toddler. Or I saw a, a short video, probably a TikTok that a mom did that was, like, me getting in a car before kids <laughs> and, like, perfectly <laughs> dressed with a coffee and just, Very like, kind of, like, lipstick perfect. gracefully getting into the front seat. And then it was me getting into a car after <laughs> kids where she's struggling to, like, collapse the stroller and <laughs> she's in sweats right. and, like, her coffee spills. <laughs> and you can just feel the frazzled moment. And, I like, I could so relate because I always feel like, oh, my gosh.
1: Crazy person, right. that, Trying to get these kids in a car. That just happened to me the other day, <laughs> and it wasn't a car seat. I'll tell you, this yeah. doesn't stop. I mean, my son is in the high. He's a freshman, but I'm going to pick him up, and I'm frazzled. I'm running. I'm, I went home. <laughs> I'm making beds because mm-hmm. God forbid something's not perfect in the house, and I close the bedroom door. Yeah. And we already. Some of you may have listened to our cleaning podcast. I'm working on it, <laughs> and. Running out the door, and I spill my entire cup of coffee all over me, yeah. all over the kitchen, and I have white cabinets, and I'm in a frenzy. And at that okay. point, I just left. Yeah, and I <laughs> said, you know what? That's it. I got to get him from school. That's more important than the coffee on the yeah. cupboard. So
0: yeah, you gotta. Th- and those are the moments I know you have learned that it's it's either <laughs> fight or flight, mm-hmm. and sometimes flight. Is I think that these conversations, too, um, and you and I have both said we didn't struggle the way that we've known people to struggle. And we all have somebody close with us, close to us, that has really struggled with that postpartum. Mm -hmm. And being able to recognize that um, this is more serious than just baby blues or just adjusting your lifestyle. And I know you guys talked about it. But, again, before we go, just what are those signs – you cover mental health yeah. so well, if somebody's listening and thinking that you you know these yeah. women still don't get it, they don't understand what I'm going through. Where, what are the signs? What are the milestones? What are the yeah. the signals that you do need a little bit more
1: help? It's it's well, first of all, it's a real deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that any of you listening should should write that off because I, I feel like with postpartum, for whatever reason. Kind of brushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as with mental health, I, I say I said it today in the show. We say a lot it's okay to not be okay. That's something that you hear often when it comes to mental health, and it is it's okay. Um, but <laughs> if you're continually not okay, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge red flag for me. And that's how when I struggled with my own before I did get therapy and kind of made that realization that my mom can't live at my house forever and help me Mm -hmm. and shovel chicken soup in my mouth and my dad's coming over with spaghetti and meatballs and red wine there comes a point where that's just all masking what's really going on and and I think it's very individual but you will get to a point where you know and then you have to get help (laughs) because it is have a circle that may recognize maybe you don't my in my case my close circle recognized it mm-hmm. and knew and said you we c- and, and no one else can fix you but you right so there's guidance and obviously therapy is is that guidance and sometimes it's it's more than a friend or a mom or a sister because it, it, it needs to be someone that's professional that really knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and there's a reason that those resources exist mm-hmm. so I would say that that's the biggest thing is to know if if, if, if you are in a place after having a baby that we all have bad days that we're running around frantically trying to chase him around and put pants on and leaking yes. breast milk and all those days. But if your days are constantly that and you're not feeling connected and you're sad and, and you're crying all day every day cuz the hormone ride is, is for real. Right. But then then I think that that should be a red flag to yourself and I think as women as people, we know ourselves best. Yeah. Better than any doctor. Mm-hmm. We know ourselves. We're very intuitive so you know and uh, you can either you know mask it or do something about it and you're going to be so much better if you do
0: right and it's not forever i mean no. I, uh, that was the other thing is i've known friends to go through feeling that not so strong connection right with their baby. i do i have
1: a good friend that went through that
0: yes i mean that's not forever you're no. not
1: going to look at your 4 year old
0: and no. think i don't know this no. child no it's it's a f- i feel like as long as you get help and you you do what you need to do Bounce take up. care of yourself, yeah. yes, there will be that connection, oh and yeah. there will be help, but you need to take care of you at the right moment. And, and, and even your, your own job.
1: OBGYN yeah. could be very helpful, you know, and, and maybe even guide you to that resource that you need. Yes. I think there's so much, I hate the word guilt, because unless you're really doing something to harm somebody, mm-hmm. that word should never be used. But I think there is, I don't know another way to put it, so much guilt yeah. that as moms we have, and we think, ugh, how can I not just like be right. so in love with this baby that I'm not kissing it all day. But for some, it, it, you know, it, like I said, yeah. it, that's a real emotion, and it's okay, and you will, like you said, move past.
0: And I do love, you mentioned your OBGYN, when you go for those checkups, they do ask you those they do. questionnaires. And actually, new, like in between my three, something that had changed when I go to the pediatrician for her wellness check, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I've been filling out questionnaires about, so are you okay, Mom? Mm-hmm. How you feeling, Mom? So they're trying you're yes. trying to be honest with those doctors because yes. they they can provide the help.
1: Yeah, they they won't know unless you tell them. Yeah. Like I said moments ago, you know you the best. Mm-hmm. And if you don't share, if you if let's just put it this way, if you yeah. seek out therapy and you go in there and say I'm great, it's gonna, gonna do you a world bit of good. Exactly, masking. The way we yeah. put it. I love the word masking. Yeah, cuz we put up the masks the walls and all those things cuz right. we, we're afraid. You got to be real honest. I feel like we could
0: talk about yeah, this forever, sorry. especially since, Holly, you're such an expert on, on oh all please. of the mental health stuff. So thank you so much. I hope that this really did help somebody out there. Or if you know somebody who's about to have a baby or just had a baby, please share this podcast with them just to let them know that it's a tribe. We are a mm-hmm. village. We are here. It takes a village to raise a family and, and to get all through it all together. Yes. So. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, Holly and we will see you back here on the Mom Squad Pod next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update and find more on everything you heard here on wkyc.com and on the WKYC app.